This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. On today's episode, we're going to find out what's going on with Von Wagner's baby head also in this episode. Because <laughs> we're, we're talking about NXT, man. I don't know what was going on there. We got got a lot of questions. Got a lot of questions, yes. Larson. Uh, also on today's episode, yes. not only are we talking about NXT, we got some news we're going to talk about. We got some details. Thanks from... Thanks to the Game of Games, Triple H gave some details on the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, which itself is uh, is is bringing on some questions from the general fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we've got the latest on AEW's roster split and what's going to happen to Rampage because there's uh, some changes uh, in the uh, yeah is is a foot per chance is a foot for Rampage. But first. What a bummer. Actually, but first, well, we're also going to talk about Drew McIntyre possibly going to AEW. But first, first, before that, the Backlash Predictions form is available now. For YouTube channel members at the link, for patrons, it's at the link, $5 and up. So just go to those places. You got the community tab with the membership stuff, and you got the uh, the patreon.com slash Steven Larson stuff. You got that there. So, and you can still, and, and here's the thing. This is a great thing about this. This is just for a point advantage or two in points. our predictions or challenge. Two or two points. One or two points. Going into the actual defense of Big Red uh, at the end of the month, which is, of course, double or nothing, Night of Champions, and Battleground is all that weekend. So it's going to be a big predictions extravaganza, as yes. they say. So very important stuff. So go now and put in your response. And thanks to Cody Miles. Thank you, Cody Miles. For coming up with the form. Thank you very much. He is brilliant when it comes to these these Google Forms. Those do the things. You can do the points and the things. And then Mm. all the information transfers over to a spreadsheet. And you've got drop-down menu. Select the answer. It adds all the scores right there. Brilliant. 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 You know who else is brilliant? Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he might be leaving WWE. So last month, reports started to surface that Drew McIntyre's contract was due to expire around the end of the year and that Drew and WWE had engaged in some negotiations but were far apart on the money. In the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer offered up an update on Drew's status saying McIntyre will be out of action for a few more weeks. Nothing has changed regarding his contract situation. He is right now working with the idea that there's a good chance he's finishing up. He could do a big program for the title as a challenger and finally leave. I don't understand why WWE just wouldn't pay him. Well, they're they're you know not a lot of money in WWE these days, man. You know they're they're tightening up their budgets because uh, now nah, I'm joking. They've got billions upon well, billions I mean, of dollars. They, you're I, I think you're you're right in both counts. I think to a degree that's why there's a hiring freeze to a degree because yeah. they don't want to spend any more money until this merger's probably or you know mm-hmm. a large amounts of money mm-hmm. until this merger's complete. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, um, and so that you know, you know there's reports of a hiring freeze right now, 
Um, and they may not want to be cutting a bunch of huge checks uh, until the merge merger is done. Now the merger is done by the end of the year, which I think was kind of the gist that, that we had heard back when it was announced. Um, maybe that'll change. I'd still be really surprised if he left. He's one of their top guys. Um, uh, he's great in the ring. He's great on the mic. He's one of their absolute top performers. And to not pay him, you know, if he's asking for, I don't know, Brock Lesnar money, pay him Brock Lesnar money. You have, yeah. The yeah. one thing that, that separates Drew and Brock is that Drew shows up every day. <laughs> Drew shows up every day. You've built this guy into a massive star. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I understand, you know, uh, uh, Mayor Planet Houston here says uh, he's got like five months before he even needs to get serious about it. I kind of disagree with that. Like, number one, that time goes by quick. And you know how it works in wrestling? If you've got back channels to Tony Khan, tell me Tony Khan would be, he'd be a fool if oh, you he gotta, didn't you offer him. you got to back up the Brinks truck. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Whatever, he, whatever he's given CM Punk. Whatever you're giving that guy, plus a chunk of the company, maybe. Remember what CM Punk said? I'm trying to run a business here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, probably has a chunk of the company. He might. Um, yeah, give him, give him that plus. Give him CM Punk contract plus is what I say mm-hmm. because AEW could use a guy like that. They really could. Um, it's funny. I was watching like an old. I do this from time to time. After I was done watching a stellar NXT last night, uh, I turned on some old. Uh, some 1997 Nitro, specifically the episode that Luger won, beat Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Hogan had that title for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they had Luger beat him on Nitro. Five yep. days later, Hogan wins it back. But yep. made yep. for great TV. And it's like you look at all those like legit former WWE guys that, that WCW had. Man, AEW, they could use a couple of those dudes, you know? Just to just to just the 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 appearance of a giant Drew McIntyre. Who, like I said, big deal. He's a big deal. He is. He'd be the biggest deal in AEW. I know. I know. But uh, but no, I don't think it's too early to be thinking about this. If you're Drew, that shit, it comes quick. Yep. Dude, we're already like kind of towards the middle of the year right now. Yeah. It feels yeah. like yesterday that it was the it was the new year. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh so no, I, I think I think you start thinking about this stuff now. And understanding what the landscape is going forward. If there's still this sort of freeze on spending money by the time your contract is up and you know through back channels that you're that you can have a CM Punk plus contract, come on, man. Yeah, no, I know. I, that's something you're seriously considering right now yeah. if you're Drew McIntyre. I mean, if Drew has a price in mind, he there's no incentive for him to to budge on that whatsoever because if he hits the the free agent market, mm-hmm. you're telling me AEW wouldn't be uh, real eager to write him a huge check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they would, because yeah. he's a game changer. Yeah, he's a needle mover. Yeah, you know to 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 you know get a former WWE champion within what three years of his title reign into mm-hmm. your company. That's pretty yeah. huge. It is. No, it absolutely is. Um. So yeah, I mean that's you know, W. And the thing is, WWE they have they've spent a lot of money keeping a lot of those big big guys. You know. And uh, and they're gonna you know they're gonna be coming off the market at some point. They all are because that's how contracts work. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, he could be Drew Galloway being in in AEW could be a massive massive deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be like a tide is turning. Okay, that's a bit much. But yeah, we thought that was going to happening it all out twenty twenty one. You know, it could be it could be like man, and AEW the, Dynamite this week just dropped a turd in the ratings. So. <laughs> 
What are they worth? Like nine billion dollars? Yeah, something like that. So it's yeah, not a Titus turning situation. No, no. But this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's a, we might crack nine hundred thousand in there the ratings. There we go. Maybe we'll get consistently nine hundred thousand. <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe. Uh, uh, speaking of the AEW roster, as it exists now without Drew Galloway, um, we, you know we've been hearing about this roster split because CM Punk is coming back. And some people don't like CM Punk, and they don't want to work with him. So they got to have a <laughs> roster split and give yeah. Punk his own show, AEW Collison. I mean, Collision. Mm-hmm. Um, and but according to Melser in the newsletter this week, this roster split might not be as hard as previously thought. This is what Dave had to say: "Quote the updated plan, and this will possibly change a few times, so that there will be less of a hard roster split as previously told to people who do know about it. The thought is that the split will not be hard at all with the women." as they don't believe there is enough star power to do a hard split. Punk will be the star of Collision most weeks, but he will be on Dynamite at times when needed. Those with unresolved issues with Punk would be on Collision the week he's on Dynamite. (laughs) The idea is to get people to resolve issues, but that hasn't happened yet, nor has there been any notable progress. It was also noted that uh, all of this is still up in the air and being figured out in real time and nothing is final, but this could be how it ends up happening. Rampage will turn into what Dark and Dark Elevation were, more to showcase younger talent. The idea right now is for Dynamite and Rampage taped together on Wednesdays nights and Collision and Ring of Honor taped together on Saturday nights. What a mess of a report from Dave Meltzer. I mean, what a, what a mess that AEW has made for themselves. If Yeah, I mean, if this, is sort, if this is sort of the case, then yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to know how hard this brand split is. Is it hard, hard? Is I it, mean, right uh, now it just sounds like it's hard unless CM Punk's like, I want to, I want to work Wednesday this week. You know, is it, is it flaccid or is it hard? Come no, on, see, it seems mind, you know, like somewhat, somewhat hard. Mm-hmm. It's mildly engorged. Yeah, three quarters maybe. <laughs> this this brand split is a show or not a grower. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, <laughs> um, it's a it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is look, if this is a this is kind of a big if. It kind of feels like Dave is a bit, you know, he's doing some mental gymnastics here, that obviously. Um, but the idea of it's like, you know, Tony Khan with that, you know, weird sheet of paper that he had where oh, he was yeah, like, that by Okay, 14, we've got this guy right off. here. Oh, look, you right got your own is that what you booked WCW on right there? This is my uh, this is my stepkid's uh, driver's license uh, test right here. Oh wow. Yeah, man. Uh you know, with all the grid and everything, this is going to be more of a debate. If outlined here, and again, I think that this is simply Dave Meltzer doing some crazy shit. Maybe. Outlined the way it is here, this is more complicated than Kevin Nash's whiteboard. Yeah, it is. It really is. Well, if is. Punk is here, but then we got this guy over here and he's got a problem with Punk. Man, you, you can't. How? I mean, it seems like it's just kind of a fool. It's like a fool's errand to assume that you can book 52 weeks a year of television altogether four episodes of it and and try and based on the notion that people in your roster get along or or or, or it's so at odds yeah that they can't be in the same building at the same time for you know more than five or six shows a year yeah that doesn't seem like it's going to work, but 
here we are, yeah. and I guess they're going to try to make it work. I'm I'm legitimately curious how this is going to play out. Yeah, I, I am as well. Um, I mean, they, like on paper, if you look at the roster, if they want to do a hard brand split, it's there. You just kind of divide the, the titles relatively evenly. You put the FTR and the tag titles with Punk on Saturday. Trios you can't tell me Wednesday. the talent's not there. You cannot I know, tell me I know, the talent's not there for a brand split. I know. I know exactly. You, you put the, uh, Jade with the TBS title on Dynamite. And then you put uh, uh, Jamie and the women's title on 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 Collision. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know you put uh, Orange Cassidy on on Dynamite with the international title. Wardlow with the TNT title mm-hmm, on yeah. Collision. Yeah, yeah. And then you can have like one world champion who does both shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you can do another world champion. I think that'd be stupid. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no, the talent is there. I mean, the whole point of having a a, rob, a roster of that depth is is for this. Yep. Now, does that mean maybe a fold Ring of Honor and bring some of that talent over? Because there is some talent over there um, that I'd love to see on cable television again. Because I don't watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, you're um, talking. You're talking primarily about Athena, I believe. Athena and Eddie Kingston. Yes. Yeah. Those Eddie's two, hurt. Those I think he's got a he had a, a hernia. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah. Oh, ooh, ouch. Yeah, um, no. so, uh, so yeah, I mean, fold ring of honor, who cares? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think that it's, uh, it, it outlined this way. I don't know, man. It's a mess. Know. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's It'll, look, mess. if uh, I, I, I kind of feel like they'll, they'll be able to make it work because in the end, you know, they're all getting paid a lot of money to, to do this. It's just wrestling. You just make it work. Uh, but you know, the, the backstage shenanigans, if these issues are not resolved in advance, the backstage shenanigans are going to be un- <laughs> they're yeah. going to be nuts. It's going to be are. absolutely nuts. It's going to be crazy. You know, you you, you, you kind of have to wonder to a degree after Brawl Out if there was a, a, a gag order issued by Tony Khan for no to talk about it. If every all parties had decided, okay, we're not going to talk about it, how things would have been different at this point? Mm, yeah, you know, if 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 they'd been able to f- sit down at some point. You know, without stuff getting out to the 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 dirt sheets, and mm-hmm. be able to sit down and resolve any outstanding issues. Um, you know, it's yeah, it, yeah. Because it seems like it, it may be that all the leaks subsequent to brawl out this added fuel to the fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's but you know what I, I to a degree. Look, you know we're we're totally on the outside looking oh, yeah. in. Oh yeah, and and like just in a general. You know, in a general way, wrestlers using the quote unquote dirt sheets to get their agendas out there could be frustrating to other wrestlers yes. who then try to get their agenda out there via dirt sheets. Yeah. And and it's just it becomes a mess. But at a certain point, like if you're Tony Khan, you just got to you got to clamp down on it a bit. Yeah, you know? I know. I mean, sometimes wrestlers start their po- podcast of their own to get their agendas out there, too. <laughs> And then cry about it. <laughs> and then cry about it. Oh, good lord! You know. Anyways. All right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on, man. I don't need to. I don't need to talk anymore about that. No. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, uh, big big MGM here as a super chat here it says uh, Triple H. The bloodline have held the championship hostage. Let's create another world title and rules to give them a chance to compete for it. What a great, what a great segue here with a super oh, chat there. That's fantastic. Also, Frantic World in our uh, in our YouTube chat says, "What's up, Steve Larson?" In chat, this WWE World Title Tournament is stupid. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about why. So during today's pre backlash press press conference, the game of games Triple H provided some details on the upcoming World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Saying this, and these transcripts come to you via the good people over at Fightful. Said a few weeks ago, I introduced the world to the new w- World Heavyweight Championship. Since then, with Roman Reigns, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship being drafted to SmackDown, this World Championship will now be the property of Monday Night Raw. But starting after Backlash, this Monday night on Raw, we'll begin a World Heavyweight Championship tournament. It'll be across both brands. On Monday Night Raw, there'll be two triple threat matches with the winners facing each other later that night to determine a winner for Monday Night Raw. That Friday on SmackDown... The brand where the title will not be. He didn't say that. I said that. The same thing will happen. Two triple threat matches will take place. Those winners will face each other at the end of uh, at the end of SmackDown to determine a winner there. Those two winners from Raw and SmackDown will then go to Night of Champions, where one of them will be crowned the new World Heavyweight Champion. Yes, Larson, you have a question. I have a lot of them, honestly. Yeah, but I have so many. I think I forgot my initial question. Oh. This is what it was. We had presumed that the reason that the the upper mid card made event scene of Raw is so stacked right now is because of this they tournament were getting, right. taking place exclusively on Monday. I just hear, I understand. If the winner of this tournament somehow comes from SmackDown, they're going to Raw. It's not like the belt's going to SmackDown. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they said. This title is going to be exclusive to Raw. Right. But if if the idea coming out of the draft that the, the Raw May 8th after Backlash, all right. The, the new rosters go into effect. We got a brand split. And I don't think Triple H has really talked about how, you know, uh, hard this brand split is going to be. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah. based on this, at least initially, mm-hmm. not very. So, you know, the, the more annoying thing about this, because here's the thing. It's wrestling. Whoever wins this is going to be on Raw. Yeah. They're not going to show up on SmackDown. No. They can write. They're going to write all this stuff. There's two things that kind of annoy me about this is number one, if it ends up being Seth Rollins and like, I don't know, Solo Sokoa or something like that. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's going to be, it's going to end up being Seth Rollins and, and somebody else. And it, I just don't want, I don't want at night of champions for it to be a foregone conclusion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't want anybody hinting at the idea that they're going to get the title and be on SmackDown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that would be absolutely asinine. Yeah. I Otherwise, I don't really mind it. But yeah, what you said is totally true. Raw is loaded, and we thought we were going to get all those people in the tournament. Yeah. The next thing that bugs me is they know. They know when they do this, it's simply a distraction to the general fan base. I enjoy interacting to a degree in the in the in the wrestling sphere on social media but the only thing i see coming out of this is that well roman can win it now he's not gonna win it no he's not gonna win it 
And whoever does win, it's going to be on Raw because USA wants it that way. But they know damn well that this discourse is going to be a distraction from what could be a cool thing. Yeah, the tournament. Like, why do this? It's it's well, stupid. You've got they, so many other things going on for SmackDown. They're doing it because they think it'll generate excitement, not just on Raw, but the other shows. So you have two branches of the tournament take place on both shows. Knowing full well the winner of this ma- the final is probably 95% sure going to be a Raw roster member uh, as of May 8th. And 100% will be a Raw mo- a roster member after Night of Champions. Well, um, let me ask you this. Let me ask you what? this. Wait, when is this thing starting? Uh, Monday. Oh, never mind. Okay, yeah, because Monday is when the is when the the, the brand rosters take effect. Yeah, yeah, that's when. Yeah. I, okay, so never yeah. mind. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's just it's one of those things where I get it. Like they want to generate when you say interest. Part of that is ratings. They're yeah. you know they're yeah. they're like oh people are going to be interested in this thing. It's going to draw ratings. But like I don't know. I it it feels to me like number one SmackDown. They got like 30% of the people that Raw did, and they're going to need all those people. So I don't think for a second that whoever's on the SmackDown side of this is actually going to win and come to Raw. No. Because like, okay, in universe, does that mean that they're going to then have to send somebody from Raw over to SmackDown as a a trade? Yeah. Which just, it's like you could avoid that by not having this in the first place. You have a ton of of people on raw to do this tournament. Mm-hmm. So I don't know it. That aspect of it is incredibly silly to me. Yes. The, whoever wins this is going to be on raw, but it's like, they could have avoided the the silliness of this. Like, how do they not sit there and think this is really silly? Why would any, like, why would we have this on SmackDown? When we're hammering home. This is going to be on raw. Like, like well, ratings. Yeah, we can get, we get good ratings already. I know. We don't Smackdown need a tournament. Numbers. I know. Raw needs the numbers. SmackDown doesn't need the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 silly, but for but for kind of silly reasons. Yeah, it is. It is because in the end, at the end, whoever wins it's going to be on Raw. So mm-hmm. you know, and whoever wins it probably is going to be on Raw as of May eighth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and maybe yeah. there's uh, the storyline potential because they're teasing so much Seth and Roman. Mm-hmm. That you have a member of the bloodline in the triple threat and eventually moves on to the final against Seth, and that's to help mm-hmm. build that story wherever, whenever it, it happens. If Seth Rollins beats Solo Sokoa in the finals, then that sends a strong signal to Roman Reigns. Yeah, you know that exactly. hey, I'm 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 you know I'm still kind of breathing down your neck over here on Raw, mm-hmm. and we're gonna meet up at some point, and yeah. that just gives extra motivation, which entire which could entirely be the issue. You know that could be the thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, but or even, you know, Cody Rhodes, you know, if they want this to be less, it could be Cody's, you know, uh, uh, a measure of revenge, I guess, against Solo Sokoa for interfering in that match at WrestleMania. What if they it's did still silly? What if they did this? Mm-hmm. Roman is in the tournament. Oh, wow. Yeah. OK. <laughs> it's Roman and Cody in the final. So Ro- Cody beats Roman. He gets the championship. Oh, geez. But not just the, just not the one that he really wanted to get. Boy, I have no idea how that would go down. I have no idea like, I don't know how either. that that like that's just ca- you're just introducing chaos. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you're just introducing pure chaos. <laughs> that's wrestling. That's WWE plus right there, man. I know. I know. I know. It's it's wrestling booking at scale. I know. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Yeah, I don't know how to be able to wrap my head around that. I, yeah, I don't know what that would... Because you, you get the moment Cody holding up a belt. He beat Roman. Right. Did he beat Roman for the belt he came to the company for? Yeah, but he beat Roman. I know. Yeah, but he's I like, know, but he beat God. Roman. He won a championship in the process. He's like, is this is this story finished or not? I don't I know. know. So Did confusing. I just finish my story? Oh my yeah, God. I yeah, I want to. I want to hear people. Yeah, what like what does that mean in the comments below? Would here that on be YouTube? a satisfying conclusion for Cody's story to anybody, including Cody? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> Justin Hippo says it might just work. <laughs> <laughs> it might be crazy enough to work. It might be crazy enough to work. Oh, man, uh, we oh, got man. Seth uh, Seth Iroth here uh, renewing the membership for a second month. Thank you so oh, much. Says nice. Hope Enforcer is doing good. Yep, send love to the Enforcer. Mm. Uh, hopefully, Enforcer's doing well. Oh, I love this. Fear and Loathing says, remember when Hulk Hogan did the Mr. America gimmick with the yeah. mask? Yeah. Roman should do something similar and enter the tournament. Oh, there That'd we go. That'd be amazing. There we go. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, my goodness gracious. Anyways, you want to talk about Von Wagner's brain? Let's talk about this. So, yeah, NXT Tuesday. Um, it's, it's an interesting situation that NXT put <laughs> themselves sorry. in. Punk Man says, you insane sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's an interesting situation that NXT is in right now. There's several things that, that, that I have to work. We have to talk out so I can easily digest it from this Von yeah, Wagner sure. segment. Yeah, so man, we need to, to, to lay fire. it out, to lay it out uh, in, in, in pretty basic terms is you have Stone sitting there looking through a photo album. And yeah. he's looking at pictures of the Beverly Brothers challenging for the W Tag Titles at SummerSlam '92 at Wembley. Mm -hmm. Vaughn's family album for the yeah. Wagners. Yeah. So Vaughn's sitting next to him and is explaining, you know, those pictures. They didn't win, but I'm going to be champion someday. And then Stone turns the page, and we get a real quick glimpse of a a kid, a young kid. Looks looks like they're in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. And then Robert Stone's like, "What's this?" And Vaughn's like, "Oh, that's nothing." You know, takes the the photo album from. Him. Don't worry about that, Stone. And Vaughn does not want to talk about it. Yeah. And again, Stone is like, you have to, you have to open up he's, to me. He's unlocked this. He's unlocked yeah. something. And Vaughn refuses. He leaves, and then Stone picks up the photo album again and turns to that same page, looking at the same picture. Mm -hmm. Um. So, in the process of that conversation, we find out that essentially Vaughn is on call. He's awaiting. Uh, to be notified of which brand he's going to. He's been drafted right. to free agent brand. Free agent brand is like limbo. Yeah. It's purgatory pretty much. Where he, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that means he sits in NXT and just waits for yeah. a phone call or what. But yeah. that's kind of how it was put out there. But they're finally introducing a story for Vaughn that seems to be to have a personal connection. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like if, in two weeks, if he gets a call from Raw, let's say... Mm -hmm. that he's going to be part of the, the Raw roster on the full-time basis. This story, odds are, is not continuing on Raw. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, I'm on my phone trying to get to the actual spot. Uh, so, oh, here we go. Um, there's, there, there, there's a lot here to unpack. The thing that I like about this, so the idea is, Stone says, Von Wagner, I need to know who you are. You need to open up to me. Mm -hmm. What better way to do that by opening up a literal family album mm -hmm. where you can sort of go through, you know, hey, this is who I am. 
Well, number one, Stone reacts with such fright and terror to this picture. He's like, Vaughn, what is this? What is happening right here? He's like, hey, I don't want to talk about it. As opposed to like if you and I were looking through a family album and it's like, you know, baby Larson. And I see like you and you've got because if I'm mistaken, I'm about to scrub through this thing. It looked like he had like a big scar on the top of his mm-hmm. head. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I'd be like, oh, look at you, little baby. He's like, oh, what's going on here? You approach something like that with some amount of like, I don't know, tact. Yeah, you'd be delicate about it. Yeah. Delicate is a great word. Yeah. Stone reacted like this child, like he was a like a monster baby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, my God, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. And so Vaughn responds, I'm trying to open up to you, which is something. And I'll be honest with you. This segment alone does add a little bit to Von Wagner's character. The guy has a problem opening up. Now, how yeah. does that translate to wrestling? I, fucking, I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to do know. that? I don't know. But it's some interpersonal dynamics between Stone and Von Wagner, and I kind of appreciate that. They should yeah. have done this six months ago. Yeah, they should have. I know. I know. You know, if, if, if whatever story is behind that photo, if it's, if it's so traumatic to Vaughn that he just kind of closes himself off to people. Yeah. Again, yeah, that's, that's, that's dimension to his character. And yeah, that's something they should have done six, eight months ago. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. They're, they're finally finding a story for Vaughn that could be interesting. Yeah. And on top of that. And we don't, hold on, let me say this real quick, which I don't know if we'll ever see it come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that, you know, it could be the kind of thing that they could wrap in like one segment or they could carry it over. I mean, here's the thing. NXT has been pretty good lately in terms of creative. Mm-hmm. And so just like they did with Alba Fire and and, uh, and, and Isla Dawn and, and Kent and Zero and, and I'm sorry, uh, Carter and Chance, mm-hmm. you know, they, they gave them this one last thing. Uh, by the way, the finish of that match was outstanding. That was fucking good match by the way uh but i wonder if it's a sort of situation where they've set this thing up and they know they can play it out in one vignette or maybe even more you know uh uh, uh they might have actually filmed a bunch of these That's in one shot this is like a two minute thing that they yeah, did pretty sure and on top of that von wagner as a performer was the most genuine i've ever seen him he came across as so genuine in this when stone says you know do you remember you know when you when they they did when the, the Beverly Brothers at Wembley. I don't know Stone. I wasn't born yet. Yeah, and he said that in such a genuine, matter of fact mm-hmm. way. I was like, oh, this Von Wagner, I could actually legitimately get behind, as opposed to being you know sort of just sort of the butt of our jokes here yeah. on the show. Yeah, the Come Tuesday guy. Um, but you know, and the thing about Von Wagner that could it'll be interesting to see if they explore this. You know, people, and, and and this is why I've never wanted to buy into the joke of Von Wagner's appearance. You know, like he's got like sort of the heavy the heavy ridge and people say, oh, he looks like a caveman or whatever. And I, I, that's a bit on the mean-spirited side. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's yeah. a certain line that I don't like. And it's like, I get it. You know, he's kind of a goofy-looking guy. But there could be, but I, you know, I don't like to make fun of people how they, you know, how they look. He can't control how he looks. Um, I'll make fun of everything else. But uh, but I wonder if they're going to explore some childhood medical issue that might have led to some bullying or something in his yeah, life. Yes. You know, they explored something like that with Roxanne Perez with her mm-hmm. mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And it's like getting to the heart of why Von Wagner is closed off. And if it's rooted in some real stuff, 
dude, I think that's kind of cool. You yeah, know, the, I think the, that's like actually pretty neat. Yeah, the possibility exists for it to be pretty interesting if, if you know, they get around to it before he has to go up to the main roster. You know, as mm-hmm. you said, this could be they could have filmed a whole you know months worth of stuff mm-hmm. at this one particular taping, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and could still run this as he's on main roster potentially. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't, I, I, don't know how informed Shawn Michaels is of of the the comings and goings of his of his of his new draftees, mm-hmm. um, and and would be in a position where he could shoot enough stuff in advance so they could explore that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whether he's on yeah. main roster or not, don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean by by some of his body language while he was announcing draft picks, get kind of get the feeling Shawn Michaels may not be uh, too clued into a lot of the decisions made at, uh, by by Triple H. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, that is going to be the thing is, is this Von Wagner, however the story turns out, is that going to translate? Is that going to carry over? Is there going to be continuity to main roster? Mm -hmm. Is he just be a different person? Or is it going to be a situation where, hey, you know, they explain his backstory. And when he shows up on main roster, even if that backstory doesn't 100,000, you know, that doesn't, uh, you know, a thousand percent play into what he does in the ring as a wrestler. Hey, I feel like I know the guy a little bit better so I can get behind him a little bit better with whatever they do with him on main roster. You know, regardless, adding any depth to the Von Wagner character is adding more than we've had before. Yeah. So if an effort is made and there's a and it comes from a place of sincerity, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to do my best to be on board with. Oh, it, yeah, so. for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, otherwise, fun another fun episode of NXT. You know they mm-hmm. they really know how to book their characters. It, it, it interesting without interesting storylines that don't that aren't complicated. They don't need to be complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you got interesting, yeah. well developed characters, you just have personality clashes. The stories arise from that. It doesn't need to be yeah. some huge high concept thing. Yeah, no, it's you know we we've talked about this quite a bit lately. NXT is is at a point where so many of their characters have interacted and they've they've gotten so many reps that they understand who they are. Mm-hmm. The character dynamics have grown, the chemistry has grown, the history is there mm-hmm. that you can start exploring stuff like Trick Williams talking about you know being uh, Carmelo's friend in high school yeah. and you know him taking that shot, uh, uh, you know Braun Breaker spear for Carmelo Hayes. And, and, you know, being non-apologetic about it. And then the conversation between Braun Breaker and, and Trick Williams, which is elevating Trick Williams now, mm-hmm. seemingly as a solo guy while Carmelo is. Well, then is, also you, know, you get the, the interaction in the parking lot between Trick and Apollo Crews towards the end mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. you know, Apollo Crews, yeah. he's on his way out. He's back to Raw. And he's like, hey, I know we've had our issues in the past, but I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. You could be yeah. running this place. Yeah. In a year. You have everything. You have all the mm-hmm. tools. You have all the talent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, this episode is really focused, especially because Mello wasn't on it, really focused mm-hmm. on elevating uh, Trick Williams as a solo competitor. And I think that's a smart move. I think oh, he's yeah. got the size, the look, the charisma, mm-hmm. the the promo skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only the only question mark is, I mean, he literally just started wrestling a couple of years ago. You know, the where will he be? What point does he need to get to in terms of in-ring stuff? you know, to, to be successful or to yeah. be viewed as, you know, Hey, let's bring this guy up to main roster or how much do they want him to grow his own solo brand in NXT before they do that? I see mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. in trick Williams and mm-hmm. I think it would benefit him greatly to go on an extended solo run in mm-hmm. NXT and what that looks like. I don't know, but yeah, getting him away from Carmelo, you know, not, I'm not saying he has to turn on him or anything like that, 
But, you know, having him, you know, stand out, distance himself, whatever, I think is a smart move. Well, I want to see what this guy can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Uh, I guess we can just uh, jump right into it. Show opened up with Wesley versus Drew Gulak for the North American title. Really fun bout. Uh, Wesley gets the win um, after hitting a cardiac kick. Uh, Tyler Bate was ringside to kind of watch Wesley's back and end up hitting uh, Charlie Dempsey with a diving uppercut off the ring step to keep him from getting involved in the finish. And afterwards, Tyler Bate gets in the ring and raises Wesley's arm, and he just can't take his eyes off that North American title. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get Tyler Bate versus Wesley, and that's going to be awesome. That is going to be a phenomenal match. Any chance Bates the guy to take that title off Wesley? It's entirely possible. Um, He's legit. He's a legit threat oh, to that yeah, title. He is. He yeah. is. Um, I guess it depends. It kind of depends on how soon I think Tyler decides to kind of go after the title, like as it actually have the match. If he waits, you know, Wesley's whole thing is I, I, I have to go out there and I have to defend this all the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if they kind of do the, the story kind of like what we've seen with Darby Allen, where, you know, when he was TNT champ, he, he was defending that title every week and he kind of wore himself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Wesley, if if they kind of do something similar where he defends the title every week and kind of in the process wears himself out and Tyler Bate goes, all right, this is my time to, to get my match to win. Yeah. Yeah. There's something there, maybe. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Wesley's uh, been an awesome North American champion. He's. He's like the most relatable character on on that roster. The thing that I loved about this match was right at the bell, Wesley rushed Drew Gulak, just like went right into him, start beating the shit out of him until yep. Drew just got out of the ring. Yep, I, I love that. More people needed to. There needs to be fewer lockups and more like, uh, what was that dude in the UFC? There is Clay. CM Greed Punk. And the he other did guy. that. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I'm not talking about a guy going in and just eating a shot and being down. Uh, Clay Guida and another dude used to have these fights where they would just like run up on each other and start just pummeling yeah, each yeah, other in the yeah. UFC yeah. 10 years ago. And it was awesome. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, Dope is right now giving me shit for wanting to see uh, the Street Profits and Mellow and Trick break up. No, man, I want to see people. I want to see people reach their full potential, man. That's what I want to see. Uh, let's see here. We had a Waller and Mellow recap package after that. Oh, from spring break. From spring break. Uh, and then we had an Alba Fire and Isla Dawn promo. This is really well shot. I was like, wow. Yeah. For yeah, being they, like their final thing. This is like a really nicely shot thing. Yeah, it's like the, I don't know, fourth, fifth time they've had um, uh, uh, kind of promos photograph like this. And they're all really well done. Yeah, the lighting's on point. Yeah. Some, they, hired, they hired somebody new. Yeah. Or something because these look different. They look. No, good. Shawn Michaels is 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 lensing these himself. Did he Steve. take some master class? He must uh, have. He or must uh, have. or skill. Hey, I'm sorry, Skillshare. Probably should say Skillshare. Did he do some Skillshare? Yeah, maybe maybe uh, what's his name? Roger Roger Deacons. Yeah. <laughs> Noted cinematographer has classes. Oh on there, yeah, right? absolutely. Um, he did some Scorsese stuff, right? Yeah, he did. Coen Brothers uh, DP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways, uh, they say the future is difficult to predict. And now the direction is towards SmackDown. This is their final night at NXT, but one last seance to commence. Carter and Chance have been the torchbearers for the tag division for so long, but they're going to put out their flame and take the tag titles with them to SmackDown. Uh, tonight, they leave these hollowed, this, this hollowed ground where they came together as one. They leave NXT not in the light, but in darkness. That's right. So after that, whoop that trick. Trick Williams comes out. He says, let's get right down to business. Everybody saw last week what happened with Braun Breaker. Not going to lie, he put my brother in the hospital. Mello is still banged up tonight. 
But you all know, like I know, that Mel is a fighter and I've known since day one. I'm not talking about day one since I've been in NXT. I've been talking about, I'm talking about day one back in high school. That's right. Trick and Mello went to the same high school. I'm kind of curious what their ages are, if that actually lines up. Uh, he says, I transferred and looked around and thought, who am I going to roll with? And game recognized game. I remember sitting at the lunch table. Those nasty ass sloppy jokes weren't the only thing being created. Trick Mellow Gang was also being created. That's why Mellow's my brother and Trick Mellow Gang. They're is both twenty eight years old. All right, that lines up. I wonder if they're. It's like as a shoot, like they go to the same high school. That I don't know. He says, "I mean, their chemistry is is crazy good." Yeah. He says, "Last week I moved Mellow out of the way to take Braun Spear. It was a knee jerk reaction. I didn't think twice about it. It just happened like that, and I'd do it again if I need to." In other words, Trick and Mellow are like Shaq and Kobe. We all know Melo don't miss, but if he does, we all know I'm coming down with the rebound. That's why I promise you at Battleground, yeah, Brum Breaker, hey, Trick. He's dressed in all black because he's a bad guy now. Yeah. I guess we know who the tough guy is in Trick Mellow Gang because last last week I speared you and put you in the recliner and you're still out here. Last week I also speared Mellow through the stage and put him in the hospital. So I guess Battleground's going to be a lot easier than I thought. Trick says, so, are you, so you're accepting Mellow's challenge for Battleground? And Braun says, let me be clear. Last thing everyone do is represent these stupid-ass people ever again. I'm a bad guy now. Two things. One, I don't like the idea of Melo having the NXT championship. Two, I have the unique opportunity of humiliating Melo in his own city in front of all these freaks, all of his fans, and in front of his family. That's what get my attention. So I want to relay the message for me, pal. Appreciate it, Shaq. And then Braun starts leaving. Trick says, hold on there. I'm sure Melo's watching through the TV set. Last week, you blindsided Mello. You also blindsided me. I say we handle this like men. Braun gets back in the ring. There's only one man in this ring. Big bad booty daddy. I already put Mello. He didn't say that. He's already put Mello in the hospital. I hate to do the same thing to his mouthpiece. And Trick said, you ain't about to fight no mouthpiece. Your super tan ass is going to need a mouthpiece. Uh, he says, don't forget, I'm Trick Willie, the one with the gift of the gab and the gift of the jab. You're just mad that people never loved you like they love Trick Mellow Gang. Matter of fact, you keep running your mouth, I'm going to knock that tan off you till you're black and blue. Believe that. Braun says, you want to do this right now? Trick says, let's do this thing. Braun says, I'm calling the shots. We'll do it next week. Let's call it a preview of Battleground because I'm going to break you in half. Holler, if you hear me. Uh, then we got a J.D. McDonough interview. Uh, he says, Mackenzie, I've waited 21 years be uh, to become Monday Night McDonough. That means I've got a chip on my shoulder that's bringing, that I'm bringing with me to Raw. So you better believe all the heavy hitters he interrupted by Noam Dar. And he goes, JD, so good to see you. Congratulations, but I need a favor. Tonight against Dragon Lee, I need you to pop a kneecap, rip a ligament. Let's make sure he doesn't walk out of the here so he stays away from my Heritage Cup. What do you say? For old time's sake? And JD says, Noam, I know you. All you care about is that Heritage Cup. That's probably why you never gave me a shot at it. So I have some advice for you. Stay away from me because if you don't, I will take that Heritage Cup with me to Monday Night Raw. I appreciate that JD talks in sort of a whisper. It's very monotone. Know. It is very monotone, yeah. 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 Uh, after that, we had Gigi Dolan versus JC Jane. Gigi's brother sitting in the front row there. Uh, and uh, JC Jane gets the win here because there was like a... Were they, were they claiming this like in a kind of an exposed turnbuckle here? It was. It wasn't. It wasn't the. It was like on the, the side of it. It was the bolt that that connects yeah. the the corner of the turnbuckle to the. I guess it's the actual turn turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah, because JC did a thing where she like sort of yanked Gigi's arm 
like over and so she hit her head like on the side of the turnbuckle there yeah. and yeah. then she stumbles in and JC hits her with the big uh the big kick the yeah. the, the spin kick yeah JC got uh, busted open earlier when uh yeah when it was a Gigi great visual kicks her against the ring steps two yeah two uh two people got busted open this episode to great effect by the yeah. way because she looked like a million bucks here with blood all coming down and everything mm. uh and then uh and then so after the after the match JC attacks Gigi Throws her into the ring steps a couple times, stomps on her head over by her brother. She's yelling at her. Refs come to ringside to break it up. And JC tells Gigi's brother, I'm the star, not your sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Axiom versus Scripps. This was fun. It was confu- what a confusing end this was, though. Like, are we supposed to? Okay, so this is a really fun match. This it was, is a wildly yeah, fun match. Yeah. Reggie's yeah. like in ring stuff is getting a lot better, obviously, yeah. because of the athleticism and the, the flip stuff is great. So um, Axiom ends up getting the win with the golden ratio. Afterwards, Axiom helps Scripps up. Scripps is pissed off, so he decks Axiom. Axiom just jumps him out, hits him with a punch, and then he rips his mask off and super kicks him. Just completely <laughs> treats him like a piece of shit. I know, and the crouch chanting, Reggie, Reggie. Booker T starts laughing. And saying, you know who that is? You know who that is? Vic doesn't say a word, and they cut. I know. I know. Is he Reggie or not? I know. Like, the crowd's chanting Reggie. Booker T is laughing because we all know, but if it's not acknowledged. Because they never show Reggie's face after the unmasking. They don't. No, the camera never goes straight up on Reggie's face. Mm-hmm. But, like, everybody clearly, obviously knows but unless they say it on television explicitly, they could go in any direction with I know. this. I know. I know. Yep. Yep. Uh, then we're at Big Daddy's, mm-hmm. the bar that uh, Fallon Henley's parents own. Mm-hmm. So Briggs and Fallon are, are there chatting. Brooks Jensen walks in, and Briggs like, hey, how are you holding up? And Brooks hey. says, I'm fine. I want to say, I want to apologize to you guys again. And Fallon's like, you've already apologized to us enough. We told you that already. And then Briggs says, hey, things were said. Punches were thrown. But at the end of the day, we're family. And Brooks says, hey, thanks for not dropping me. Uh, and then Briggs says, thanks for hitting me with that lariat last week. Reminded me how hard you could hit. And then Brooks tells Briggs he has hands of stone. Mm-hmm. And then Fallon says, well, stone. it's good. There you go. Fallon says, good things are back uh, to the way things work. And Brooks says, you know, I did learn a few things from Kiana. And he starts talking about the land underneath the bar. He says, it's worth a fortune. You know, either you could add on to the bar, which I don't know why you'd want to do that because there's already nobody there. Um, or you could sell a piece of it, and then Fallon's parents would be set for the re- remainder of their life. Mm-hmm. And Fallon's like, wow, this, that's, that's pretty cool. And then finally this bar is a couple patrons. <laughs> a couple of women walk yeah, in. a couple of ladies, yeah. And, and they, 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 they walk up to Brooks, and they ask, Hey, do you want to come have a drink with us? Yeah. He goes, no, I'm trying to catch up with my friends here. Now, if I'm uh, uh, Briggs, I'm like, Brooks, I appreciate that you're catching up with us. We're around each other far too much. You have a potential three-way situation here. You could have a three-way dance, so to speak. Not even elimination style. You need to go take advantage of it, young man. Might be in a situation a lot of guys dream about, but never get to experience. Have at it. Well, <laughs> didn't but he didn't. Way, Come nope. on, man. Nope. Oh, my. where's Dick Slavitt? Where is he? I'm gonna oh, bring gosh. him in here. No, don't bring him. He'll into explain this. it to you better than I can. <laughs> no, please. So next we had. Oh, this match was awesome. Dragon. Oh Lee. my 
God, J.D. This McDonough. This was spectacular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go out of your way to, to watch this one if you get a chance to. Yeah, It's really good. good. Uh, the finish saw uh, Lee reversing Devil inside to a destroyer, so J.D. then rolls to the floor. Lee puts him back in the ring, but before Dragon Lee can get back in, Noam Dar, who comes down to ringside early in the match, uh, takes a swing at Dragon Lee. He ducks it, super kicks Noam Dar, gets back in the ring. J.D. like hits a huge headbutt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Lee and then follows with the devil inside to get the win mm-hmm. and so as soon as uh, devil and, or sorry McDonough get out of the, gets out of the ring Dragon Lee just comes flying out with a suicide dive and takes out Noam Dar and they brawl backstage yeah that was really good stuff man that was a killer match yeah it was really good it was really good uh, after that we had Carter and Chance in the locker room Chance says, you know, a Raw team is going to face a SmackDown team because, uh, what is it, they're on, Carter and Chance are on... Raw. Raw, and yeah. And yeah, Fire and, and, and Don are on SmackDown. Right, and they're like, that's never, she's like, that's never happened before. Carter says, you know, Albin Island, they're not taking those titles of SmackDown. Chance says, we've got this. And then Carter says, this is where it started, and this is our last night on NXT. We're leaving champions. So, we'll see. Yep. Uh, then uh, Ava and Joe Gacy are backstage with an iPad watching a Joe Coffee workout video. <laughs> and then Gacy says, yeah, uh, Coffee is impressive, but I'm going to put my body on the line for the schism's collective good. So Grizzly veterans are standing there by that point. Grizzled. And then James Drake says, Your sacrifice will not be in vain. Gibson adds that they'll just dethrone Gallus and win the tag titles for schism, and then they leave. Dyad leaves. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ava turns to Joe and says, do this for them and then do something for yourself. Ava, I plan on going to Burger King after the match. I'm going to get a long chicken sandwich. I'm going to get a long chicken sandwich for myself. Thanks for suggesting it. I might also get a kid's meal on top of it with the burger because I like the taste of their burger. But they don't have Whopper Juniors anymore, so I have to get the kids' meal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Of course, I'm just speaking from experience there. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, because I, I love the long chicken sandwich, man, but I just want to taste of that burger, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I got to do what I got to do. Anyways, uh, after that, we got a recap of all the chaos in the Performance Center parking lot with everybody getting attacked. Uh, yeah. You know, cover for all the injuries that are going down at the Performance Center. Yeah. Uh, then we had Joe Coffey versus Joe Gacy. And, of course, uh, you know, Schism gets involved here with a bunch of distraction stuff. Joe Coffey gets distracted by that. Um, Drake is thrown into the ring. Coffey drops him. Ava gets in the ring because the ref is all distracted by that. She bumps and starts playing like, ah, he hit me. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was messed up. Like, it's one thing to do the Eddie Guerrero, but being like a woman and claiming that dude just punched her. Oh, my God. That's rough. And the ref is like, what did you do? Why did you do that? And he's like, I didn't do nothing. And then uh, Gacy hits his finisher in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, and gets the win here. And uh, I was like, God damn, what a heist that was for Schism. Mm-hmm. Uh, backstage, of course, Diamond Mine, <laughs> they're watching. And Ivy says, I'm always sick of Ava getting involved. And she stomps off. But then the creeds start laughing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what's her deal? They are so, they're so, they need a, they really need to like, if there's anybody in NXT, because I love the creeds and I love Ivy Nile in the ring. I think they're great. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some acting classes. Yeah. Because they always come like, dude. They make 
uh, Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon come off like you know Shakespearean trained actors, mm-hmm. like they just got out of the, the you know the method classes yeah. there yeah. with what's yeah. his face. Yeah, it, they they didn't work on their like their performance stuff. You they know, do the character stuff. They do. I know they do. They really do. Uh, next, we're backstage. Danny Palmer, who's going to make her debut later this episode, is FaceTiming with Steve. Would you like to say it? Saruka. Thank you. Uh, Danny says, tonight, this is for you, Saul. And then we get Frank Ledger. Let me be Frank. Let me be Frank. And Hank Walker. <laughs> Walking up, chanting her name. <laughs> Danny. Danny. And they're like, oh, it's time for your match. And she goes, all right. I'll, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. And so they take a seat where she was sitting. And then Obafemi walks in. And then they yeah. ask him, are you going to watch her match? And he just walks off without saying a word. Not having any of it. Nope. What are they doing with... Number one, I, I like the aspect of this that's like very sort of campus-like. You know, it's like not like Chase U campus or Duke yeah. U now. Apparently, or Duke U, yeah. Which is Duke hilarious, University. by that the way. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like Hank Walker, Frank Ledger, the the whole like, hey, we're, we're underclassmen. Mm-hmm. aspect of it i kind of like that especially if we follow their story for the next like 10 years in wwe to see them train make that transformation mm-hmm. uh because hank ledger i'm sorry frank ledger and uh and hank walker they they got that chemistry of like they're totally doing like the seth rogan type thing yeah, with, with hank walker they how they're sort of <laughs> <laughs> hank and frank Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hank and Frank. Uh, then we got Eddie Thorpe interview. He's asked, hey, he's at the, P- the PC. This is earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he's asked, are you done for the day? And he goes, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I'd stay all day here if they would let me. And then Damon Kemp walks up and and says, I got some trash for you to throw away. Yeah, he's so shitty. Yeah, he is. He says, and then and then Eddie Thorpe's like, what? What did you ask me to do? Did you ask me to throw away your trash? And Kemp <laughs> says, yeah, you're the new, <laughs> new guy around here. Throw away my trash. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "That's not that's not your funniest joke." And David says, "No, that's that's you thinking that you can hang with me in the ring." And Eddie says, "Well, I'll take that bet." And Damon responds with, "Young boy, <laughs> I said I liked you. Don't make me put an end to the hype before it even starts." He said, "Throw he called him my trash." He said, "He said, young boy." I feel like no matter how that first match goes, the fact that Damon Kemp said, "Throw away my garbage," you're used to living on the floor. Yeah, yeah. When you so say you're, you're used, used to, to living on, on the floor, floor. Yeah. throw away my trash. And I like the, the young lion. already got the win here. The young lion reference. Just call him young boy. Oh, yeah. Call that him young good boy. Stuff. Good Nibon. stuff. Yeah. No, I thought that was good. <laughs> oh, man. You're used to sleeping on the floor. Throw away my trash. Wow. <laughs> that's a, yeah, out of pocket, man. Come on. That's too uh, far. Oh, uh, that's pretty funny, though. So then we got Danny Palmer versus Tatum Paxley. Uh, Danny Palmer was uh, used to be a gymnast. Mm-hmm. And and based on her athleticism in the ring, you can definitely tell. Oh yeah, no, it's she was doing some crazy stuff. That roll up, I can't even know how to describe it. Like she reversed a move and did a roll up so quick and fluidly. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was like almost like a jackknife. It was crazy, crazy. Apparently, she's been killing on a level up, man. But I don't watch level up. Not to check that check check that out more often. Yeah, because um, someone in chat said that Trick Williams has been uh, wrestling on level up a lot. Oh really? Yeah. Damn, dude. So the finish saw them trade abdominal stretches, and then Danny Palmer escapes, hits uh, some running back elbows, a jumping knee, neck breaker. Paxley tries to roll her up. Palmer kicks out of that, goes up top, and hits a frog splash to get the win. Mm -hmm. So a a really really good debut, or NXT debut Mm -hmm. for Danny Palmer. Absolutely. Uh, So then uh, we're at Chase U, and everybody's freaking out because Andre Chase isn't there, and Thea's like, where's Chase? 
and everybody's phone rings and Thea picks hers up and says, oh no, Duke's like, what is it? And Thea says, Chase canceled class today. He's still not feeling well after he got murdered by Braun Breaker last week. She said, maybe we can bake him cookies or get him flowers. And Duke says, I know exactly what uh, he'd have me do. He kind of says that to himself. He goes, I know what he'd have me do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's inspired. Uh, He takes the podium and he says, there's no reason why we should fall behind in the curriculum just because of Chase and Braun last week. So even though I'm totally unprepared for this, he gets this huge binder labeled Duke University Curriculum on the podium. He says, I'm going to be teaching class for the remainder of the class today. He says, we're going to be learning about the WWE draft. And a student raises a hand and says, uh, is there going to be a pop quiz today? And he says, all right, everybody hold up your papers. And everybody holds up their scantrons. And he says, now rip in half. No more pop quizzes. And students start chanting Duke's name. And he says, Duke University. Nice ring to it. <laughs> and then you hear Vic say, but there's already a Duke University. Oh, it was pretty funny. It was pretty damn funny, yeah. It was pretty funny. So then Do we you have- think, was this entire from Duke joining Chase U to this moment, was it all building to this one punchline? For that one joke? Mm-hmm. The Duke U joke? I don't know. The Duke U joke, yeah. Uh, so then we get the segment backstage with Stone and Vaughn. So as mentioned, Stone's sitting on a couch flipping through pictures. Vaughn sits next to him, and, and you know, there's pictures of, of SummerSlam 92 at Wembley, and and uh, Vaughn's explaining what's going on. Says, my dad may not have been a champion, but I will be someday. Um, and that's when Stone turns a page to a picture of, of Vaughn, we'd, we'd assume, as a kid in the hospital. He's like, what is this? And Vaughn just goes, I don't want to talk about it. And Stone says, you just got drafted as a free agent. We, you could get the call from Raw or Smack, SmackDown any time. Vaughn, you got to keep talking to me. What is this picture? And Vaughn closes up the photo album and says, I don't have to talk about anything. That's good for tonight. And he gets up yeah. and leaves. Hey, Stone, I want to talk about this. When I was a kid, I had like a giant thing in my head. Um, yeah, so I, I have no idea where that's going. But I liked yeah. it. Like I said, that bit where Stone was like, oh, do you remember when your dad was at Wembley? No, Stone, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> that alone, that one line, I was like, oh, man, that's perfect for Von Wagner yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had oh man, the, the, this match was absolutely fantastic. It was Carter and Chance versus Fire and Dawn, and the, the 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 cinematography here at the end, where they do their finish, and a uh, 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 Katana Chance is like all bleeding, yeah, like she's like bleeding from her nose or something. And you know they do the thing where they like sort of bring her. It's kind of like in. It's like a gory bomb, like Sister Abigail Blade Runner combos. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, you see all three of their faces, but Chances is upside down because of the yeah, positioning. Yeah. And they're all like, in, you, know, at, you know, facing the camera, and it's a great visual. And then whoop they hit yeah. it. Because you got Alba oh, there with good. a bit of a smirk on her face because she knows, yeah. all right, we're about to win right here. Oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. And yeah. then they, you know, they said that they're taking the NXT, t- or commentary said they're taking the NXT t- uh, tag titles, women's tag titles to SmackDown. So maybe each so, brand will get their own women's tag titles. That could, that could totally be yeah. yeah uh then we got a die jack promo yeah that's right that's he right says, yeah he says Ilya dragging off i gave you fair warning and now look at you your rib cage cage is smashed you didn't see much see much like a mad dragon when you were trapped under that garage door did you don't worry i left the pc you left to smash next week and next week and, i finally gotta break you yeah yeah like a little booze a little, little uh little uh, glass next to him with some, I guess, booze in it or something. Yeah, I guess like some whiskey or bourbon or something yeah, like that. like nightstick next to him. Like, why does he have that? And he's always got that tape recorder. He always records his soliloquies on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I know. They need to release that. I know. Put that on uh, Spotify. Dijak's greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just his madman rantings. I went to Arby's the other day. They said they, they didn't my, know what a me, didn't know what a meat mountain was. They Whose forgot my name is that? Oh, that's Boogs's nickname. Yeah, you know, the they forgot mountain. my horsey sauce, so I threw a brick yeah. through the window. <laughs> I threw a brick through the window. Guess I have to find a new Arby's. <laughs> oh, I stole a car the other day. Drove it down the street and then just left it there. Didn't do it. Just left it at the Arby's parking lot after I filled my order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So then uh, Trick's in the PC parking lot. He's on the phone. You assume talking to Mello. And he says, hold on, I'll, I'll call you back. And he hangs up. Paulo Cruz walks up and congratulates. Or, sorry, he congratulates Paulo Cruz for getting called up to Raw. Mm-hmm. And Cruz says, I see a lot in you. Uh, I know you have the ability to take over this whole place. Right now, Mello has a spotlight that he deserves. But Trick Williams is definitely a superstar. I know all the guys in the locker room wish they had the gifts that you have. Don't let that talent go to waste. You keep grinding. Stay true to you. Keep busting your ass. And next year, it's going to be your name called to Raw or SmackDown. And Trick says, you don't know how much that means to me. And, and Cruz says, give him hell next week. This has got to be a Trick solo, like, a, like an official sort of Trick solo run, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had the NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell, who's on her way to Raw, came out to deliver a promo and some news. She says, 1,330 days ago, I stepped through the doors of the Performance Center for the first time, and I was a 23-year-old with a hope and a dream. I was a fan of the black and gold era, women like Bailey, Charlotte, and Asuka who carved their own way in the industry. Legends who built this division to what it is today. Women who helped make this championship one of the most important titles in WWE. No one ever thought I was going to achieve that goal. They counted me out. They doubted me until they I found the way. A family with Johnny and Candice and Austin and Dexter. That was where I formed a bond with them, but also with you guys. I got married in this very ring, a WWE wedding with no interruptions. I couldn't believe it. Just like I couldn't believe winning this title at Stand and Deliver. A lot of people say they want to be a fighting champ, but you don't always get an opportunity to do that. Last week, I was in the medical medical room with a high ankle sprain, about to be taken out of the match, and I thought, hell no. I got my ass back out there because I wasn't going to let my title run in on the medical table. Then came Friday, and I got drafted to Raw. It's been a few days, and I still can't believe it. Come May 8th, my new home will be Raw. But right now, just like when I was 23, the most important thing is NXT and this title. So starting next week, there's going to be a tournament to crown a new women's champion, culminating at Battleground. Ladies, good luck. One more thing I want to say, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. She looks at the title. She kisses it, places it on the mount and says, now I just need to figure out how I'm going to get out of this ring. And then we find out because Dexter slides out from under the ring and she falls into his arms and he carries her up the ramp and backstage. Uh, and then we're back in the ring, and Tiffany Stratton reaches down. She picks up the belt, and then Cora whoopah, grabs it. They start arguing over it, and then like there's every woman in NXT out there fighting, uh, and they just start brawling with everybody. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was a very effective way to end NXT. This it was. Week. It was. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go to questions, there are some super chats we missed yesterday. So hopefully, uh, Luis oh. uh, and Mason are watching. Mason. Mason. Um. Luis asks, "What are your what were your jobs as bureaucrats before this fresh podcast?" Also, shout out. Uh, he says, "Shout out to himself, Luis, for going to oh, New yeah. Japan and Long Beach. That looks like a cool card today." Oh, that's fun. Or the twenty first, happening on the twenty first. So, what were, what, you want to you want to fill Luis in in our our, well, our civil servant know, jobs? As people know, you know that this is a new podcast. It's a new endeavor for us. We're really mm-hmm. putting ourselves out there on a limb. You know, we're in our mid fifties now. We're looking for you know, some real meaning in life and hopefully we'll find it in a wrestling podcast. Yeah. Um, but before this, of course, you know, we were civil servants. 
uh, I was, uh, you know, my official title was a, a sub-regional data analyst mm. uh, for uh, the uh, APOC. Oh. And, uh, yeah, you know, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, a, 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 a risk analyst for the Department of Forestry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> risk analyst. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, we're, we're real happy to be exploring this new endeavor. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so far, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much, yeah, much no, more fun than, than sitting in front of a computer and, and analyzing risk. Yeah, now for the Department of Forestry. Absolutely. The APOC really good. It's it's it's, you know, it's like they can't fire you. Like you'll never get fired. Oh, so a lot of yeah. people are just phoning their jobs, yeah. and I'm not I mean, that type. Pff, I, I had a I had a folder this thick of complaints about my work. They weren't yeah. gonna fire me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they all celebrated once we we decided to yeah. leave. Yeah. You know, In fact, they were very generous with the uh, the the terms of the resignation. It seemed mm-hmm. like they were very excited about us uh, 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 leaving. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and answer a couple. Oh, we got a couple more here. here. Sorry, from Mason. It's two from Mason. Oh. Yes. Uh, what would you like to see Blackpool Combat Club become long term? New members, Civil War crossover with other shows, and also says, uh, uh, what about Blackpool Combat Club holding all the gold ideas? Yeah, I'd like that. I like them all, including yeah. that little shit. Yeah. Uh, Wheeler Yuta. The idea of that little shit holding some gold is pretty funny. Um, yeah, I'd be cool with that. Long term, though, I I don't know. New members. Would you want it to expand? Not to like, not yeah, like not like NW. I mean, like the the, the genesis of it is, is, is especially with Danielson, Claudio, Mox. You know, they all have that connection to Regal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't, I'm not aware of of Wheeler having any sort of connection to Regal prior to AEW. But if they could find someone else that has that connection to Regal mm-hmm, yeah. to add, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be neat. That'd be cool. Uh, we have a super chat here from it. So boom says, uh, AW have a, having a show solely. So talent can avoid one another and naming collision is just hilarious. Yeah, it is pretty funny. That is actually pretty funny. Uh, hidden network here says love the backlash press conference, especially between priest and bad bunny. Oh, Dom talking so much shit, but to, to Ray was hilarious. And that crowd, dude, I am looking forward to backlash. Yeah. That is going to be a fun show. That crowd mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is going to be nothing. Something else, man. It's going to be yep. something else. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, on the Patreon here, we got some questions. Alex Foster asks, "Who should dethrone Gallus?" Hmm. It's not going to be Grizzled Young Veterans because they already said they're leaving in October. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be gone. Although I'd love to see that. I think it'd be awesome. I mean, dude, I don't know. It could be them and somebody could take it off. It could be them and the Creeds could take it off them. So it's not going from like, because Gallus are basically faces. Yeah. Alex Foster suggests a Nofe and Blade. I'd be super happy. I'd be over the moon for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nofe and Blade are great. Why are they not on TV on a more regular basis? They're so good. I don't know, man. I don't know. They're so good. They should split them up, put them on solo line, like on a solo (laughs) run. Ty Moore here says, do you think we'll see Roman at Money of the Bank in London? If so, who will he face? Yes, Roman will be at Money in the Bank. Oh, Roman will be at Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna be at. He's, well, he's not gonna be a backlash. No, he's but, not a backlash. Uh, he'll he'll wrestle at Night of Champions and he'll wrestle at. Money yeah, in the who's Bank. his Night of Champions opponent gonna be? It's gonna be Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Be something else. Oh my. Oh, God. sorry, Cody Rhodes. I mean, Cody. Cody Rhodes. Roman oh versus Cody. God. Yeesh. 
Why about this? Here's another scenario. What if Austin Theory loses U.S. title? Lashley, a backlash. He's in the tournament. He wins it. Goes back to Raw. The way he tries to recruit him back. Uh, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd, in the moment, I'd be bummed out. I'd be like, ah. Yeah, I know. But if it led to something, I'd be cool with it. Uh, Guardian Ape says, what in your opinion would be the better booking route for Cody? Him to lose to Brock and go in sort of a depression, losing to Seth at Clash, losing money in the bank, and slowly <laughs> crawling about what is Did you write this? Are you Guardian Ape? Mm, not, or, not me. So he just loses against everybody. Yeah. Or him to just beat Brock and beat all these big name guys for the rest of the year and beat Roman next year. Yeah, that's what they should do. There should be more. No there should be a, a, there's got to be a middle ground between losing all the time and beating everybody. There's got to be some ups and downs. It can't be completely smooth sailing after Brock. Sailing. I mean, it's entirely possible Cody wins money at the bank and says, SummerSlam, I'm challenging Roman, and then it, it all ends there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's entirely uh, possible. Yeah, I, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, is it just me or is Matt Riddle starting to feel like the baby face version of Baron Corbin in terms of reactions from fans? Ooh. Yeah, you know, whatever happened with Matt Riddle, he was in a place and he ain't in that place anymore. I don't know if I'd, I'd say he's like in a barren spot, but yeah. He was in a place and he's not there anymore. Yep. Yep. That's true. Uh, New Kyle here says power rank. Who would be in the final of the tournament and how would the match play out? So let's each give us a, each give a scenario of the final and how it would play out. This uh, tournament well, final. We've already given the, you know, your scenario of Cody versus Roman. I think that's a good one. That's a crazy one. Um, I mean, I think I think uh, Seth versus Solo is also a good one. I think yeah. that idea of Seth being like, "Hey, this is a shot fired." Yeah. Um, I don't know who drew Drew McIntyre in the final against uh, Sheamus. Sheamus. Oh, that's good. And then Sheamus, brawling brutes, comes to Raw and they send somebody else over to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, Blind Mask says, "Which WWE team would you guys want to face if Paul allowed it?" Wait, which team would we want to face? Mm-hmm. Like a wrestling match? He doesn't specify. I'm assuming that's the case, but I'll go with the New Day as long as we get to just sim it. As long okay. as it's in 2K. Okay. That's, that's good. what. Yeah, yeah. good, good, yeah. good. Uh, Stan here asks, which seems more of a Hail Mary attempt to hang on to something that was past its shelf life, Bullet Club Gold or NWO 2000? Mm-hmm. Which one what? Uh, it's more of a Hail Mary to hang on to something that was past its shelf life. Oof. Ooh. I mean, we're it's, this year is, what, 10 years of Bullet Club? It's the 10th anniversary of Bullet Club. Yeah, it's gone on for like four years too long, to be honest yeah. with you. Whereas NW2000, this came along four years after the NW was founded. I mean, here's the thing. I'll, I'll say this. NWO 2000 was a desperate attempt to like save the entire company. Yeah. Bullet yeah. Club Gold isn't really that it's not that egregious of a thing. So NWO 2000 is the answer. That was more desperate. Yeah. Uh, uh, Luis yeah, here asked at this point is it better for AEW to cut their losses with Miro? 
let him go. Let him go to WWE. They'll use him right. I think Triple H would. I think I think he'd use him. He'd use maybe, him. I maybe, think he'd use him. Yeah, yeah. If they could do if they <laughs> could do the TV. Redeemer character. That'd be great. Yeah, he'd be on TV. Such a fascinating character. Or have him go to Impact. Uh, Jay says if Drew leaves WWE, will he go back to Impact or will he go to AEW? He'd either go to AEW or he wouldn't go anywhere. Maybe he'd go to New Japan. That'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. Like, wherever he goes, if it's New Japan or AEW, he's got to be champion within a month. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, he's just too big. He's too, he's too massive. Uh, Jack Napier. You don't have to do it, Steve. Anonymous tip. Napier's cleaning out Axis Chemicals. Who's down there? Eckhart, sir. Oh, dear. Let's go. Jack Napier asked, do you think Robert Stone will end up being Von Wagner's next victim for asking too many questions? Hey, hey, you're going to be the dead body in my yard if you're careful, wow. not careful about asking me about my childhood, Stone. Wow. Yeah. Jonathan Vieira says, hey, should the Hall of Fame lineup for next year be all ECW legends since it's in Philadelphia? Uh, no, you don't need to do that. But there should be at least one or two uh, ECW alumni amongst RVD's the, in, the class. right? Is RVD? Yeah, yeah, yeah RVD's he's, in. He's a couple yeah. years ago, yeah. So who would who else would you would you induct? Raven. Raven's got to go in, right? Raven's got to go in. The franchise, Shane Douglas, the Alpha mm. and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Yeah, mm. Shane Douglas, go. Come on, he's the franchise. He's the guy who threw the title down. Yeah, I know. It's got to be Shane Douglas. He's got to uh, go in. A couple people in chat saying Paul Heyman. That would make a lot of sense. Jason. The what about Jason. Uh, Johnny Hotbody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny Hotbody. How about, uh, uh, what was that dude's name? Doug Furnas. Doug oh, Doug Furnace, yeah. Doug Furnace. He wrestled yeah. WWE, too, though. Yeah, yeah. He wrestled a lot of places. Tommy Dreamer, maybe? Yeah, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman. The Dudleys are in, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're in. Yeah. Yeah. Sandman would be great. Yeah. Sandman on Dark Side of the Ring was always amazing. I think he was on the New Jack episode. Yeah. He was so good. Uh, Carlos here says, how do you book LA Knight to the title picture and win? He's in the tournament. He wins it. Holds yeah, it for he 10 wins. years. He wins all the matches that needs to be won. And then he holds it forever. Yeah. Breaks, breaks Bruno's record. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he'd be like, what, 55 by the time that happened? Something like that. Like the eight-year reign, he'd be 48. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve somewhere here says, I was finally able to get a Hangman Page Bullet Club shirt on Bullet Club Day. What is your favorite wrestling t-shirt you've owned? Hmm. Favorite wrestling t-shirt I've owned. Oh man, I don't know. Is it is it cheating to say the fun wrestling shirt? Oh yeah, one of our shirts. Yeah. yeah. Favorite wrestling shirt. But outside of one that we've done. Um I don't think I want to wear a lot. I know I there was one. I mean I wore the Lee Moriarty one a lot. That's a great shirt. It was a really good design. Um the my favorite one of my favorite designs was that Prince Devitt one that sort of looked like a punk zine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, that was cool. The was the cool suplex one. the suplex apparel suplex apparel always has good stuff. Yeah. I, I have it's pretty cool. I wear that one a bunch. I'll probably say that one. All right, you ready to bring in Triple H? He's probably tired from uh 
probably. Probably. Yeah. I'm going to ask about this tournament. All right, here we go. We're going to bring in Triple H. Hello, hi. This is the Game of Games. Now that's my official name. The Game of Games. What's oh. your question? I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm hi, Cinco Triple H. De Mayo. Is, yeah. Hi. They're unrelated. Cinco de Mayo is uh, it's for Mexico. This is a different place here. This is Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, how are you? Uh, Having fun? I'm the king of yeah, I'm having a great time here in Puerto Rico. Good, good. Um, let me ask you a question Food about... Food is delicious. Uh, the fans are, are hot for wrestling action. Uh, sports entertainers. Yeah. Okay. What's your uh, question? Uh, uh, about this World Heavyweight Championship title tournament. Yes. I know what uh, your question is. I've heard it a million times today. I'm tired of talking about it. It's Dan's idea to bring SmackDown in on this shit. That's what I, I know it doesn't make any sense. I get it. It's wrestling. We'll write it correctly. Just get over it. Uh, all right. All right. Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you for answering. But I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. Are you ready? I'm not sure. I like where this is going. For Jim Ross impersonator, Dick Slavitt. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Hang up, Steve. Hang up. I'm going to text you right now, Steve. Hang up. Man, oh, man. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Earlier, I heard you say the word engorge, and I was like, oh, man, Dick Slavitt. Hang up, Steve. I'm all about Hang it. Hang up. I'm a, I'm a grower, not a shower. Let me tell you that. You want to wow. see it? It's so tiny right now, but that'll change real quick. Sorry. He's gone. He's gone. For fuck's sakes, man. It's an anxiety attack for me, too. You're not the one that has to deal with it. It's a mess. Oh, it is boy. a mess. Oh, boy. What a mess that was. What did he say this time? Something about uh, I don't, I'm not gonna showing repeat. and not growing. What is that? Come on. I'm not going to repeat it's it. it's small, then it gets big. I don't want... Mm -mm. <laughs> no. I was gonna do, I'm, I'm in trouble now, everybody. I didn't yeah, even do are. anything, and I'm in trouble. You are in trouble. So you thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, Promise I'll talk to you. Anything. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. God, you should know this it. thing. This kind of stuff happens. I didn't you get your finger on the button. <laughs> okay, you put your finger on your button. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>